0: Welcome to the G A T A Podcast, the podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. With every episode, you'll get a variety of topics regarding Georgia football that includes a recap of the week's events, recruiting, and the state of the team. Subscribe now to keep up to date. Man, I appreciate this with all my heart. You don't know how much I do appreciate. I love every one of you. And screw Florida and the beauty that came in here. Tennessee playing what amounts to a four-four fake, and there's a oh, touchdown! Touchdown! My God, a touchdown! <laughs> we threw it to we threw it to Haynes! My God, Almighty! Did you see what he did? We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. On the 27, it's second down and 12. We go Wild Dog with Sony. Nauta goes in motion left. Snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left. Angling. 25-20. Got a block from Brock. 50-10-5. Touchdown. 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 Go- facebook i know it's kind of you know not normal to do it on a uh, on a thursday but i kind of have to i think you're looking at a uh, yesterday's pro day i think you look at the start of spring practice and you know everything that comes with it it's it's worth talking about and i want to talk to the people on facebook to get their thoughts um for anybody that don't know uh, kind of a quick recap on uh, the pro day yesterday, um, you know, just from a high level. Uh, I think a lot of people were kind of tuned into to Big Ben, and also they were also looking into um, Eric Stokes, you know, confirming that uh, 4-2-4. Um, didn't hit the 4-2-4 mark, however, I think he solidified his first-round status. Um, 4-2-8 is damn good as well, so that's the way I'm looking at it there, Um, Campbell did very well too, I think ran a 4.39 I believe, Um, let's see Big Ben, I know Big Ben kind of switching over to this, um, you know, everybody was looking at him trying to break the record, Uh, bench record 49 reps, Uh, did not in my opinion come close, Um, you know, 30 reps is still good, but I think what over uh what overshadowed that performance um was his 40 time. Uh four I think four point eight five, I believe it was. Uh 4.85 at 340 pounds, 350 pounds, uh is it's, it's insane. It's a very good time. Uh, so I think he really benefited there and I think his uh stock is going to uh show that as well in the draft um monty rice also had a damn good day uh solidified i think his status as well um had a very good show one yesterday all right so let me see i'm gonna pop in feel free to comment let's let's uh like i said i'm on facebook right now so if if anybody's watching, feel free to comment. Um, I'll we'll talk about it as well. Uh, definitely want to talk about, like I said, talk about spring practice and the pro day. Uh, does not mean that we can't talk about other things. Georgia, uh, obviously, while you've got me here, uh, take advantage of that. I guess. Um, nonetheless, though, um, I'd, I'd say a lot of guys had a good pra- uh, good pro day. Uh, obviously, the N- uh, NFL Combine uh, isn't happening. This was their one shot to, you know, make a mark, uh, show NFL scouts and, and and NFL GMs and coaches, you know, what they're made of. And honestly, a lot of people uh, did a good job yesterday, uh, had a good day. So, I mean, I look forward to seeing what happens in the draft now come April. Definitely think that um, you, could see, you possibly could see uh, Stokes and Campbell go in the first round. Uh, obviously that's TBD, but nonetheless, I think it's, um, you know, it's something to definitely look forward to, I guess, if you're a Georgia fan, I guess I don't keep up with the NFL personally, but at the end of the day, I do like to keep up with the dogs once they go to the NFL. Um, you know, like AJ Green, right? I don't know if anybody keeps up with it. AJ Green, one year deal to the Cardinals. I think that'll be great for him because he actually has a quarterback, not saying Joe Burrows, not a good quarterback, but he's not Kyler Murray in an offense where you have Fitzgerald, you have, you know, you have weapons, right? So I I think that'll benefit him. Obviously, I think uh, he's past his prime. However, still think he can be a contributor. Um, Leonard Floyd got the bag, right? Got the bag. Got a lot of, got a nice deal. Made some money, so seeing some uh, several dogs uh, doing well in the NFL. So definitely fun times to see. Um, You know, like I said, looking forward to April, looking at the draft. You know, there's a lot of guys that I think go draft. uh, You know, that have the possibility of going drafted. You know what I mean? So obviously that pro day uh, should help uh, some of these guys. Um, You know, they should they should be benefiting from that. So, like I said, we'll see what happens come April. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing where these guys go. I hope they get into a good system in the NFL uh, and be successful. Uh, I really do. Um, anyways, I, I think looking at the, the start of spring practice, right, for the current situation of Georgia football, you know, obviously first day of practice yesterday. A um, couple different changes, right? I think you look at some of the numbers, um, You know, there's some several number changes, Uh, you know, just kind of a few. I think you look at uh, Rian Davis, uh, switched to zero. Uh, Obviously, he's on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, You know, offensively, you know, that's that belongs to Darnell. Uh, So that, you know, that's not necessarily something that can be a problem there. Uh, Kendall Milton switched from 22 to number two, uh, taking over, I guess, Dewan's old number. Um, And Quay Walker. Uh, switched from 25 or uh, 25 to number seven so several different numbers switching over um, so it's something to keep keep an eye out for uh, you know looking at looking at those numbers and everything um, you know people some people like keeping up with this stuff so you know obviously we'll have to see what happens as things come along. Uh, you know if you're looking at the early enrollees uh, nylon Green number one, Smile Mondin, number two. Uh, Adani Mitchell, five. Lavoisier is number 12. Now, to to understand this, Lavoisier and Brock Vandergriff both have 12. But Lavoisier is actually getting basically looked at as a defensive player now. uh, For now. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, Brock is number 12. Uh, David Daniel took over number 14. Uh, Jackson Meeks, 17. Uh, Xavier Sori, 18. Hey, that's my favorite number there. Uh, Brock Bowers, 19. Uh, Javon Buller, 22. Chaz Chambliss, 32. Marlon Dean, 55. Michael Morris, 56. Amarius Mims, 65. Uh, TID, Notorious TID, 93. And Jonathan Jefferson, 94. Um, so that's just a rundown of all the numbers there. Uh, you know, obviously, so like I said, I like to keep up with it. Uh, definitely if, you know, we're going to have a situation where, you know, people, um, where they are going to be, you know, keeping up with these guys, the freshmen and everything like that, I, I think it's worth, you know, saying. So there's your numbers for the early enrollees. And what I'm really looking forward to is this, um, you know, obviously there's more practices before G day. Um, I definitely think that you know there, and I've talked about this earlier. You know, kind of what my expectations are uh, as far as the team. I, I think what ha- what I think needs to happen though is I want to see I want to see Lewisine take over uh, uh, the leadership role that uh, LeCount had, right? I, I want to see him take over. I think that'll be a great way. Uh, to do that you know I, I think he needs to do that actually I don't think he want and you know he should he needs to um, also I mean also I think you look at you know who's gonna be our obviously who's gonna be the starting cornerbacks and stuff like that you know you're looking at you know I think you look at Nylon Green I think you look at Keeley Ringo obviously every I think everybody is ready for Keely Ringo to you know to see what he can do right Obviously, redshirted last year for the labrum surgery. Uh, that labrum injury, you know, kind of lasted all uh, all season. Recovery was. So every, I think every Georgia fan is excited to see what happens with Keeley uh, this year. Uh, and speaking of Keeley, let's. I'm gonna make a quick shout out real fast before we get back on this. Definitely got my team Trey shirt, and if I'm on video so people can see this, uh, got it from the Seven Six. Apparel company, um, shirts very comfortable, and obviously it supports Traley, uh with her battle uh, going through chemo and everything like that. Um, all proceeds from this, sh- you know, when you buy this shirt, uh, all of it goes to uh, her GoFundMe page for the, you know, the Team Tralie GoFundMe, uh, obviously to help her out with that right there. So if you're a member of Dog Nation, I suggest you look into it, uh, and you can get it from the website. Uh, v76.com and you can find it there Uh, anyways kind of moving back here Uh, spring practice you know I think you're getting ready to see uh, a lot of guys get reps right I I know we've talked about the offensive line uh, talked about um, you know obviously secondary Kirby was not lying when he said that everybody's getting looks at uh, cornerback and I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, Lou was seen yesterday uh, in their press conferences, you know, talking to the media, Kirby put him there. So he Kirby literally is not lying that he's trying anything and everything um, to see what we've got. Obviously because of the lack of the starts and lack of experience there at the cornerback position, you kind of have to do that, you know what I mean? Um, you lose that much starting, you know, you lose that much experience and obviously the guys that are not there or they have played a little bit obviously not starting you know you're you're basically hoping that you know two or three guys make it and not 100% of the time that works so obviously you know the more people there the better so it'll be interesting to see how uh, how that plays out um but we'll see what happens uh, definitely definitely looking forward to this year though right Obviously, the you know spring practice. There's I'm gonna say 15 practices. I think it was before G day. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see. You know, from my standpoint, I want to see what happens at G day, right? Um, it, will Kirby tell his hand at quarter? You know, at the backup quarterback position. I don't know. Probably not. I think you're gonna see a lot of these guys get reps and everything like that. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, and I, I want to see us open up the passing game. You know, and obviously open up the playbook. I just don't know if that happens at G day, right? Kirby's typically been known to kind of keep a vanilla bait, you know, a, a script for the game plan there on G day. But I, I do think that we need, you know, to get that practice. And you know, if we open up the passing game, I think that's only beneficial for, you know, the guys that are getting those reps, right? I definitely think that that's necessary so I hope that you know I hope that we actually don't you know go vanilla but at the end of the day I also understand that there's probably a bunch of the playbook that we haven't seen as as Georgia fans that you know maybe they just want to keep it on the deal uh, on the down low until the regular season and then catch people off guard more than likely what could happen I have a feeling that's probably what will happen but my fan side tells me that I want to see some crazy shit happen at G-Day. I want to see some new things. And I want to see consistency on the offensive side of the ball. But at the end of the day, though, you know, breaking it down, I want to see good competition on both sides of the ball, right? I definitely think that that's the way for our defense to get better, especially in the secondary. You know, going against our you know offensive line, going against our defensive line, especially from a depth standpoint, right? Get, you know, iron sharpens iron. These guys are going against, you know, offensive line is going against a great defensive line. Great defensive line. You're only going to get better with that. You know, secondary, going against a great receiving core. You know, good offense, right? They'll get better. I, th- I think genuinely, I genuinely think that outside of Clemson, I- I basically practice is better than, you know, the guys we go against in practice is better than any team we're going to play. That's just that's just me making my own take on that thing. But I genuinely think that that's the case, right? Clemson is going to be a problem. That's just the way that's going to be. Let's put it out there. Clemson will be a problem. But that's okay because we need that test. Obviously, it's at the first of the season, so you have a lot of room to grow after that game. You have a lot of room to grow, and obviously, you test yourself. And take care of business, right? You know, obviously, everybody looks at the cupcake games, and I look at it as a benefit. Um, and not because we're gonna, you know, not to pad the wins, but you get these guys' depth, and that's what we need. We need that depth, right? We need experience from our depth. That's what we need. Those guys getting game reps instead of practice reps is only gonna be beneficial, not only at the time, but it's gonna translate into the future years. When our guys now like Pickens and you know Sawyer and all these guys are gone, the guys after them are gonna have that experience. Even if it is against lesser teams, that's okay. They have game experience. They understand the speed of the game. It's important, right? I know I know the scores, people get tired of seeing the the scores. You know, everybody else is gonna say, Oh, you played cupcakes, whatever, blase, 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 whatever you wanna say. And that's okay you you need those games it benefits both it really benefits both teams obviously from you know from Georgia's standpoint like i said your depth should get experience you should get game reps that translates to game speed understanding it going from there the other team you get paid you get paid to come here to Athens and play you that that funds your program right these these schools get paid good amounts of money I forgot who we I forgot who we uh had scheduled. We paid the buyout. We paid them a million and some change to cancel that game to book Clemson. Right? That that team didn't even have to come play. They didn't even have to come play to get over a million dollars to fund their program. Now that benefited Georgia because you have that game right there. And that's a lot of national exposure, right? That's that's a good that's a good deal. And honestly, I'm glad that that happened because I want to see, and I'm and I'm glad that Kirby has taken this approach of, you know, sitting there and and going balls to the wall without a conference scheduling. I think that's the way the NCAA is pushing, ultimately, right. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to schedule these games out so far in advance. There's no way to do it on the on the spot anymore, right? This isn't your NCAA 14 where you can just, you know, customize your conference in two minutes, right? This, this, it takes years. So, you know, the fact that we are doing Oklahoma and Clemson and, you know, all that, right? Oklahoma, I'm ready to see Oklahoma series. Obviously keep Clemson involved. I like seeing Clemson games. That's going to do good things for that, right? It's going to do good things for Georgia. It just will. Get them home and home right? That's not only is that another recruiting, you know, opportunity, you know, the biggest names in the, in the recruiting cycles for those years are more than likely going to come to your program. When you have a huge game like that, you have Ohio state at in Athens between the hedges. People are going to see that, right? Not only are you getting national exposure, but that the biggest names in recruiting, right? The, The biggest ad, the, the, the number one player overall could come in because it's that big of a game. The willingness to sit there and schedule these out-of-conference games like that is only going to benefit your program. Anyways, getting back to it, let's kind of push it back to, you know, right now. I think you look at, you know, obviously, the the you know, all these practices. You know, there's some guys right now that... It's in like, it, it's fun to see this, but like Brock Bowers looking noticeably bigger. Obviously, that the, they're 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 in the weight room. They've been in the weight room and it's showing, right? But let's also think about this as well. After G day, you have the new you know facility opening up. I, obviously, we don't know exactly what's going to be there. You know, Kirby's in it at the bar, You know, the barbershop, right, being in there. Obviously, I'm expecting a new weight room. Me, personally, I can't wait to see what that uh, new facility ho- holds, right? I want to see. I want to hear the details on this because that's only going to help with recruiting. I, I, I am a, I am a recruitaholic. I love this shit. I really do. And that right there is only going to push me to see what we can look at and, and, and the possibilities, right? it's always an arms race in recruiting so you have to be constantly updating your facilities renovating them you know state-of-the-art type stuff you know there's so much that you know goes on to to impress recruits and get recruits there you're basically wanting to make recruits feel at home honestly you're gonna be spending a ton of your time you know on campus in the facility anyway might as well make it worthwhile so I'm ready to see I'm not even I'm not even a player and I'm ready to see what this thing holds, right? It's gonna be fun. It will I'm excited for it. I think everybody else should be excited for it. I know the I'm sure the players are and obviously once the recruiting dead period ends up, it's perfect timing to get these kids in and let them see the new facility, right? It's basically a grand opening for them and from there, I think you look at it that way, right? But when it comes to spring practices, obviously, I think all eyes are going to be on, you know, scrimmages. Uh, Obviously, you want to get these guys acclimated. Um, You know, I think people are going to be looking into the the scrimmages, rightfully so. You know, my expectations for these scrimmages before they even happen, I expect the defense to be a little bit ahead. But it wouldn't surprise me if the offense gets the upper hand. I I think it kind of goes back and forth here, right? I think that's just the way that happens. So, obviously, it's worth monitoring. I do expect the defense to, you know, to do, you know, to be a little bit better and be more ahead. It's just the way that typically goes. But I do want to see our offense make strides, right? I I want, you know, I want Georgia to take the opportunity to get these, you know, to get the most out of these practices and still the playbook, right? We didn't have this luxury last year. We took it for granted until it was gone make the most out of these practices, make the most out of g day and then we look forward to summer camp, fall camp, right, stuff like that. Get the guys in in the summer, get them ready for fall camp. Obviously they're a little bit behind, but it doesn't necessarily matter. It does but it doesn't. Let me re- let me slow that down a little bit. Get these guys ready for the season, you know, and as Georgia fans, definitely excited for the season, right? You look at the team, you know, you look at the state of the team, and really the scope around the NCAA, right? You look at the teams that are typically your national title contenders, right, and and they lost a lot of production. So you look at Clemson losing Trevor Lawrence, losing E. T. N. but they still have Justin Ross, and they still have DJ Uyulungulay. They also have their entire defense, pretty much, except for Darian Kendrick and, you know, whatever. But let's just say most of their defense right Bama yes you lose Mac Jones yes you lose Waddle Devontae Najee Harris but it's Bama guys let's be honest I'm gonna give I'm gonna give credit to Bama when it's necessary and right now is the time until they until they prove it they're not they're not stopped. you know they're gonna reload and they'll be just where they are they'll be fine until until something happens to tell me otherwise Bama's gonna be there and it's gonna it's not even an argument. Ohio State returned their uh, Olave, right? You you lose Justin Fields, so that'll be interesting to see how they replace that. I think they lost Trey Sermon as well. We'll see how obviously it's, it's Ohio State. They recruit very well. Um, very well. We'll see what happens. You know, obviously it'll be interesting to see where that is. But then you have to look at some other teams that you know I think are on the come up, right? I think you look at USC. They're maybe not there, but I think they're definitely a contender for the Pac-12, right, with Oregon. I think you're right there with them, with Oregon. You know, do I think that they're going to sit there and contend for the national title? Probably not yet. Not yet. But they're on the come up, right? So don't sleep on USC. I think they can make some waves. We'll see what happens. You know, obviously you have Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Do not mess with Oklahoma. Um, with their offense returning back with Rattler and company is going to be potent. It's going to be deadly. The only key is, do, you know, how do they fare out in the Big Twelve? Right, Texas. We'll see what happens with that. You know, it, it seems to be always something happening there. Hell, last year Iowa State was a big threat in the in the Big Twelve. We'll see, right? Well, I, I want to see what happens there. Um, obviously, you've got those big names. Notre Dame is always going to be there, even if they, yeah, <laughs> it's Notre Dame. Unfortunately, it's Notre Dame. But, you know, Georgia's right there in the thick of things. You want to count Florida, too. You know, media's going to look at Florida as well. Um, but really, you like I said, you look at the, the, the talent that people lost around us, right, just within our own conference. Florida lost Trask, Tony, um, Pitts. They lost their offense basically, right? They they lost their entire offensive production. They're now with what uh, Emory Jones, uh, aka Mr. Checkdown. Let's just be—I'm not—I'm going to throw a little bit of shade there, Mr. Checkdown. If you don't—if you don't know, I suggest you under get uh, inform yourself. Just saying, if you know, you know. I'm going to leave it that way. Tennessee, they Tennessee's taking L's this whole season already, and it ain't even started yet. It's not, and hell, honestly, they've already had they had to shut down uh, for a little bit because of COVID. So now they don't start theirs until I want to say the twenty third. But nonetheless, um, you know they 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 have to pause everything right now. South Carolina with Beamer, it's gonna be interesting to see. I just don't think they're competitive enough. It, it's it's a strange feel. When Kentucky might arguably be your biggest threat in the SEC East, because I think that's what's gonna happen. I don't trust Florida right now. I just don't. not gonna not gonna sleep on Florida. I just don't trust him to be there. I don't expect it to be a close game in in Jacksonville. I, I don't see that happening with with how much firepower we have and the lack of firepower they have, and, and, and if Florida fans are listening to this, look, will your will route won't work this year. I just don't see that happening, guys. I just don't. If, you, if you're a Florida fan and you're listening, let's just say it more than likely won't be the case. You can sit there and you can dwell on your past and you can talk about covering will routes and all this shit till the cows come home. But come Jacksonville, come the cocktail party, after that game, I want to hear you talk. Okay? Because if you do, you got a death wish. Because it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly. Kirby Smart remembers that shit, man. He, he, he Kirby hates Florida. I, I get it. I think Georgia fans understand that. Mullen got that win last year. It won't happen this year. It won't. It won't. And, and as a Georgia fan, I'm ready for it. I, I, I can't wait to sit here... And watch Florida get destroyed. And if I'm wrong, so be it. This is for the record. If I'm wrong, I will eat my crow post-Florida game. But right now, I do not see Florida making any threat to, to Georgia. I just don't. I just don't. Considering what we, we didn't have, JT. And, and these are these aren't excuses, guys. I'm not making excuses. I'm just stating the obvious here. We, we don't have JT in that game. Obviously, he wasn't ready. JT's there. That game is different, right? It's completely different. But let's just take JT out of the equation. Even with Stetson Bennett, execution could have won us the game, right? There were several times that Florida's defense gave up big plays, but the guys dropped them or that was overthrown, right? We had several overthrows. That doesn't happen, in my opinion, with JT. We win the game pretty much based off of that. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, not only Florida, but any team that we play this year, they're going to know where Lewis Seen is on the field at all times. And I'll tell you why. Everybody in the country saw that hit on Pitts everybody saw that hit people are going to understand and they're going to key in on him at all times especially in the Pat when they pass you know they're gonna have your eyes on them why not why not anyways I'm gonna kind of talk about a little personal thing here uh, before I hop off um, within the GATA group on Facebook Um, I took it upon myself uh, with another admin, Mr. Wilkerson. Made a gentleman's bet to see who leads the team in sacks this year, right? Now, for the record, I believe that either one of these guys can do it. He chose Adam Anderson. I chose Nolan Smith. For the record, I do believe Adam Anderson can very likely take the take the lead on sacks, right? I get it. Dude is unstoppable. Uh, he's gonna be a nightmare. That's just the way that's going to be. To make things fun, I did choose Nolan Smith. I do think now that Jermaine Johnson's gone, Aziz is gone, it's Nolan's time. You're the number one overall recruit coming out of your class. It's time you produce like a number one prospect. Not saying that he's been bad, But he's been behind, guys. Now's your chance. Break out here. More than likely, go to the league. That's just the way that's going to happen. If not, hey, come back for your senior year. Gladly take you for your senior year, sir. Anyways, like I said, I chose Nolan Smith to make this fun. He chose Adam Anderson. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Currently got a poll going up. Obviously, Adam Anderson's dominating this poll right now. But I've got some followers with me that uh, that are choosing Nolan Smith. They're sticking with me in my call, right? So I'm glad that I've got some people making that call there. So I'll, I'll gladly take that uh, any support for my pick, right? You know, hey, you never know. Adam Anderson might have to start getting double team guys. Opens up Nolan Smith. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Jordan Davis gonna cause problems. Nolan Smith gonna come in and make some havoc out of that. It can happen, guys. It can happen. <laughs> Anyways, obviously, we'll be looking forward to that. You know, like I said, let me know who you think is uh, will lead the team in sacks. If, if you don't think it's either one of those guys, hell, tell me who you think it is. You know, is. I've saw people saying that Kobe Dean, Jalen Carter, you know, may help maybe Trayvon Walker. You never know, right? You never know. But let me know, you know, obviously, in the comments. We have the poll posted up uh, in the announcements in the page. Go in there. Let me know what you think. Click out of, you know, click uh, Nolan Smith. Just saying, guys. Keep an eye on Nolan Smith. But anyways, that'll do it for this episode of the uh, GATA Podcast. Have a great day, and go dogs. If you've never heard of the 7-6 Apparel Company, do yourself a favor and listen closely. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they offer 12 different collections of apparel. Some of those include Your Georgia Bulldogs, the Atlanta Braves, Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee, just to name a few. They offer several different services as well, to include screen printing, DTG printing, embroidery, and more. You also have the ability to design your own custom t shirt, or you can do wholesale for your business. Do yourself a favor and check out the 76 at the76.com. Well, that is all we have for today, folks. Thanks for sticking around and listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed the content. Until next time, this is the GATA Podcast, where it is all dogs, all the time. I'm Robert Reynolds, and stay safe. Go dogs.